on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk. There's a shocking photograph on the front of the Irish Times, which I think everyone in Ireland should see this morning. The headline is Christmas Food Parcels. The photograph shows, I'd say, at least 50 people in a queue for tickets for Christmas food parcels. This is at the Capuchin Day Centre in Dublin 7 and it's dark out, so it's very early yesterday morning that we've scores of people queuing very early in the morning to get Christmas food parcels. And there's a quote on the front of the Irish Times, the queues are getting longer every week. I wouldn't be able to cope without it. Really, really devastating. A mix of age groups there of people standing outside waiting for tickets for their Christmas food parcels. And unfortunately, this is where we are in 2023. A lot of people clearly struggling. The front of the Irish Examiner goes back to a story we covered yesterday about the rise in shoplifting and what shops and retailers want to happen. Tougher measures to stop shoplifting demanded. Retailers demanding tougher measures to combat underage thieves as the industry reels from a surge in robberies and violence towards staff apparently is spiralling out of control as well. So shop owners were before the Oireachtas Trade Committee yesterday talking about being assaulted by gangs of young robbers and having weapons pulled on them. Other retailers say they'd spent tens of thousands of euro to combat the rampant robberies that are going on. All those who gave evidence at the committee agreed that a lack of effective deterrence has led to chronic retail crime by small gangs of youths. Um, So particularly it's the underage thieves who aren't going to be put behind bars in prison uh, that are causing uh, a lot of the problems, not alone robbing, uh, which isn't a victimless crime, but actually physically assaulting shop staff as well. So um, that's on the front of the Irish Examiner. There was a big debate here on News Talk on the Hard Shoulder about that last night as well. Clearly a big problem, and you'd imagine a big problem this time of year in particular. The Irish Independent Budget Row heats up as ESRI backs the coalition. So we had the budget back in October and now all the research groups are analysing it. And last week we had the Fiscal Advisory Council really critical of the government using words like fiscal gimmickry and gaming the system with how the government handled the budget. Then today we have another think tank, the ESRI, defending the government's budget for next year, saying the country clearly needs significant investment. The ESRI is backing Finance Minister Michael McGrath against accusations of overspending by his own budget watchdog. That's the Fiscal Advisory Council. And the ESRI says the economy will be able to absorb the budget without fueling inflation. Joe Lynham will have more on this here on Breakfast Business from half six this morning. The Irish Daily Mail ministers urge to splurge. Uh, This is before the election now. A war chest is being opened for major capital projects ahead of all these elections. Ministers have been told to bring forward plans to start spending a war chest. And the war chest is worth two and a half billion euro to be spent on capital projects. Uh, because the government is facing three elections. So work on new flood relief schemes, roads, cycleways, hospitals and school projects will be started next year. And apparently Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil are going to launch a pre-election assault on Sinn Féin 
as well. That's the plan for 2024. Two of the papers go with news from across the water about a top Kinahan cartel thug, as how he was described in The Sun in the UK last night after being extradited. Liam Byrne faces trial on serious firearms charges after Spanish cops nabbed him in Mallorca. The headline on The Sun, Kinahan number three banged up in UK for Christmas. The Irish Daily Star headline, Mr. Cuff Guy, Liam looks close to tears at English jail. Inside the papers, I know there was a big launch yesterday, a reminder that if you're getting a drone, you have to register um, because people think that drones are toys, but they're obviously not toys and you have to register and uh, they can be quite a serious piece of kit to have. But the Irish Times follows up with that by telling us that commercial drone delivery services are going to be licensed for parts of Dublin early next year. January is also going to mark the implementation of mandatory inbuilt tracking systems in new machines. So you'll be able to identify drones with the aid of a mobile phone app. But anyway, in the new year, in some suburbs in Dublin, you'll be able to get your deliveries via drone. I know it already happens in places like Balbriggan, but they're going to roll that out even further. So you'll be able to get your food or coffees or different purchases delivered by drone into your front garden. So uh, hopefully not the end of delivery drivers as well, because I know a lot of people are employed in that sector, but it's certainly uh, stepping up the technology for deliveries in Ireland. The Crown, you heard in the news, is out today. These are the final six episodes. Um, The papers are dogging into it this morning, both the British and Irish papers. Some are giving it two stars, some are giving it three stars. So we had a few episodes there in November. We've got six episodes out from today on Netflix. Uh, As I say, the reviewers ain't happy with it. I'm looking at Pat Stacey in the Irish Independent who tells us that the crown bows out with a whimper. Now, if you watch the first few episodes, there was this weird uh, ghost Diana scene where the Queen dreamt of Diana and, and Diana's ghost appeared. And Pat Stacey writes that if you thought ghost Diana was cheesy, you ain't seen nothing yet because there's a scene in episode six that's so utterly bizarre and bonkers, you watch it with your mouth open. Uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, wearing her outdoorsy gear of a headscarf and quilted jacket is walking down a street in London, which of course she would never have done. And uh, apparently they shout King Tony at her. So she seems to dream that Tony Blair is the king. Anyway, Pat Stacey says it's all extremely weird. And he also says that the most boring episodes are the two focusing on William and Kate's romance. And apparently uh, Kate's mother, what's her name, Carol Middleton, is classed as a social climber. I don't know if that's true or not. But anyway, Pat Stacey not happy with it. And he said that the crown bows out with a whimper and good riddance to it. I'll still watch it. The first few episodes of the new series were absolutely brutal. But I'll watch it just to say that I have completed it. Uh, The Eye is looking at napping this morning. If you're feeling tired, according to a survey, half of us regularly get some shut eye during the day. And that figure rises to 55% of people who work from home regularly. I'm not sure their employers know that they're heading off for a nap in the middle of the day when they're working from home. But the survey in the eye tells us the top ingredients for a perfect snooze include a soft blanket, no one else in the room, perfect room temperature, closed curtains, comfy sofa, proper pillow, proper bed, your phone turned to silent, windows shut and an alarm so that you don't oversleep. 
uh, eye nap every single day. One that's not on that list that I use every day is an eye mask. Block out the light just if you're looking for some tips on napping. A couple of final stories. One from the Telegraph. Um, you're not allowed to say fat anymore. You're supposed to say customer of size. And the news is that an American airline is offering overweight passengers two extra seats for free so that they don't encroach on their neighbours during flights. This is Southwest Airlines, which is offering customers of size extra seats at the boarding gate, and they're being praised for inclusivity. Um, what you do is you have to order three seats, and then when you go up to the the gate when you're leaving, uh, they'll give you a refund for the extra two seats that you've bought. Now, Christmas, obviously all over the papers. The Telegraph tells us um, that a fish and chip shop is serving deep fried mince pies for the first time. I heard on the hard shoulder a comparison of different mince pies for sale in Ireland. If you want to listen back to that, you can do so on the News Talk app, which comes out on top. They don't mention deep fried mince pies, which sound absolutely disgusting. This is uh, the owners of Oh My Cod, which is a fish and chip shop in Lincolnshire, is also offering deep fried pigs in blankets. So you have a deep fried mince pie and then you have a deep fried jumbo sausage covered in bacon. And one customer, Victoria, says that the deep fried mince pie, the combination of batter and pastry, perfectly complemented each other in a far better way than I had imagined it would. Sounds absolutely disgusting. Finally, um, if you're looking for presents for people this year, a professional present picker is in the star telling us that this is the year of giving presents that people actually need. So what she's suggesting, this is Lizzie Scholes, is that you buy someone a food subscription or hire a cleaner for someone because obviously people are struggling and budgets are tighter. So buy something that people actually need. Lizzie Scholes, her job is that she's a gifts selector, picking out the perfect presents for people based on their interests and needs. What a made up job. And uh, also in the star, we're told that the ultimate festive driving song has been revealed and it's not the obvious one. So you would think it's driving home for Christmas, but actually Fairy Tale of New York has beaten it to the top spot. It's the number one driving song at Christmas, according to a survey by Skoda. In second is Chris Rhea. In third is Last Christmas by Wham and followed in fourth by I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. And apparently a fifth of us will sing along to Christmas songs when driving home. But a third of people get complaints about their singing in the car. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is News Talk.